0: What's up, guys? T here. Uh, It's been a week. I'll I'll say that. Um, Unfortunately, this week, we had to put our dog down. He's uh, been with us 16 and a half years. Uh, It's been a pretty stressful week. Uh, Not really sleeping well. Uh, Just a lot of my mind. The house feels, like, super fucking empty. And, uh, you know, I was really looking forward to the podcast tonight. And, you know, unfortunately... I didn't realize I had effects on my mixer throughout the entirety of the night, and I didn't realize it until after we finished recording. Uh, So I either could release the episode as is or not release anything. Uh, So I'm sorry about that. I'm not trying to make any excuses. You know, shit happens. That's It's one of the things that happens every once in a blue moon. And unfortunately, you're going to have to put up with it. Uh, I'm still releasing the episode as is. Just note that it is a megaphone FX. Uh, so uh, it's not robot. It's not Echo, uh, which definitely would have been far worse between uh, the ones that are there. Uh, so apologies in advance. Uh, again, this is the start of our Clown Phobia month, and uh, hopefully, the next week will be a back to normal. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you later. Welcome, Fiends, to Handle Whiskey. We are a horror podcast presented by the Slashing Cast Podcast Network, discussing horror movies and the phobias that they emphasize. With me tonight, as always, are my co hosts, Holly Hooch and John. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Because, uh, you know, start of the month, we got a lot to kind of
1: like unpack here.
2: Good, okay, good.
1: I'm so excited. Like, I mean, I was a little. I, don't know, I was thinking twice about Clown Month, but now I'm all about Clown Month. I'm very excited <laughs> about Clown Month. Well, uh, you got five weeks,
0: Ollie, so uh, we'll see how you're feeling at the very tail end of it. But you know, we got we got a little bit of a kind of break in between because we're recording next week. But anyways, I'm your host, Ollie really Drunk, and this week is the start of March. Ah, uh, so with the new month comes a new phobia selection, and this one is, ah, uh, one. It is no laughing matter, because we're talking clowns all month long. This is a patron phobia selection uh, from Major Look. So we'll be highlighting the coiraphobia films, a.k.a. the fear of clowns. And, uh, you know, this month we are going to be shining the spotlight on a 90s slasher I had never heard
2: of. Uh, Yeah, uh, me either. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I hadn't
1: heard of it either. Exactly. You know, was it Christopher Plummer and Margot Kidder, who's Margot
0: Kidder, come on. Yeah, so, so, oh, and uh, Ashley Banks. Yeah, yeah so yeah. this week is uh is all on John, but this besides the book, we got we got other stuff. You know, we have arguably the best haunted attraction movie to date. Uh, we got some art house horror coming up this month. I uh, with two very different circus movies, which I'm eagerly awaiting to talk about. Uh but yeah. you know, before we introduce tonight's movie, though, you know, I have to ask, you know, we're doing Clown Month all month long, so I, I, I have to know, like, what have your experiences been with clowns in horror? Because, you know, when you look at the selections that we made uh, for the month, you know, we don't have some of the typical mainstays. Now, granted, some of them we have already done on the podcast so far. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of, like, big names that we're not going to be talking about. So I figured, like, let's go around and share some of, like, the scarier experiences that we have had uh, to pull from, from the genre here.
1: Oh So our, our scariest, uh, the scariest movies that we've seen with clowns. Yes? Is that the question?
0: Or just ones that uh, had an impact on you.
1: Well, I'll I'll say it, it
2: doesn't even go to movies for me. When I when I was a kid, uh, my brother got a poster from. It, it was an actual circus poster from I think it was Ringling Brothers. Whoever the, was the circus that kept going on into oh, the eighties yeah. and nineties, or maybe it was Barnum and Bailey.
1: Yeah, I'm not very well versed.
2: Yeah, and he put the poster up in our room. We had to share a room and. Uh, and that poster freaked me out. It was a poster of the clowns. It was sort of the traditional, like, bald, small hat clown and and the sort of frowny clown. Mm-hmm. And it just weirded me out. Like, I didn't... I think I just didn't understand what clowns were. I was really young at that age of what their purpose was or what they were, were and they were just scary. Like, the, Early my natural instinct was to be afraid of them.
1: Oh, wow. I think, um, well, if we're talking movies, I, I hate to be, uh, you know, basic about it, but yeah, it, right? So, it was... Just uh, uh, unable to look at fucking clowns at all. But even before them, like I feel like I didn't. There weren't a lot of clowns in my life. It wasn't something that my parents like put on my cakes, you know. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it, it's not like I had to deal with clowns a lot prior to that. And that was basically like, yeah, why well, fuck with clowns? Mm-hmm. There's it. How about you? I mean, obviously, like the first one that comes to mind is
0: poltergeist. Uh, just kind of oh, being, like yeah! of one. For sure. Um, I think for me. Personally, though, the one that kind of exceeded that, like, even very recently, was Hell House LLC, because that movie, uh, much like Haunt, uh, really great atmosphere, really cool setting. You know, I I love those haunted, like, literal haunted house movies, not like, oh my god, this house is haunted. No, I'm talking about the haunted attraction type setup.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And...
0: Just the fact that you never knew where that fucking cloud was going to be throughout the movie, and, you know, the whole time, they just think that uh, one of their guys is, you know, under the mask. But No, it's like an actual decoration that is constantly moving, and, of course, you know, they a all portable oh, was- and everything, but just, like, that movie generally creeped me the fuck out, and that's not it's something bad. that I can see about a lot of modern horror movies, so that's definitely, like, hey. top
1: of the list for me. Maybe we should have put it on the viewing list this month. I <laughs> feel kind of bad because Hell House was like a really nice breath of fresh air. It was such a good movie. You know, you you go in there in the production value. It was uh, so simple that you you know you think like, oh well, you know, what are the odds it's gonna deliver? And it fucking delivers.
2: Yeah. Good shit. Yeah, that's a genuinely good movie. That's one of those ones, too, where I thought, when I saw it, I thought, oh, it's just another one of those kind of throwaway horror movies that's not, like, a real movie. But then, you know, heard some good things about it and watched it, and it was legitimately awesome. And then Poltergeist, definitely. I think I saw Poltergeist the first time when I was about 12, Mm -hmm. and that clown part definitely. Freaks me
1: out. Filter, guys. I hate to admit it, but it's one of those movies. I, you know, the, everybody's got these movies that you you grew up watching, mm-hmm. right? And it was on so much on on various televisions when, or you're visiting people or in your own house that I don't actually think I've seen it beginning to end. I think I'm like, oh, I've watched it a million times, but then I'm thinking, when though? When did I sit <laughs> down and act? fucking watch poltergeist beginning to end i think i've just like caught it on tv or mm-hmm. caught it oh and if you catch it on cable they cut out so much right yeah so i think i think i'm gonna have to watch that
2: yeah <laughs> yeah it's a classic good one
1: like, good stuff yeah
0: okay all right so really quick before we introduce tonight's movie uh just general tidbits podcast-wise, just a friendly reminder that we are doing watch parties every Thursday night on Stream Lounge. Uh, our time is going to be adjusting about 30 minutes later, so we'll be starting at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time moving forward. Uh, in March, we'll be doing a number of different shutter selects. Uh, so, you know, these watch parties have been a ton of fun. You know, we're not the only podcast on the network who has been hosting some. We've got some of the Slash and Cast guys doing them. Uh, as well as our friends over at the Conjecturing Podcast, uh, who are releasing their 100th episode later this week. And I know they have a watch party on Saturday uh, at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time, and they're doing HBO Max. uh, I'm trying to remember what movie. I think it's Fear is what they're doing uh, this week, so... That should be a good time, but you know we've been uh, we've been doing it every Thursday night. It's going to be an ongoing theme moving forward, and it's been just a great way to engage with people and just talk horror outside of the podcast. So, uh, tune into that, and of course, that's free to sign up uh, using your Shutter login. Uh, outside of that, if you guys are looking to support the show, you can do so in one of two ways. Uh, you can pledge to our Patreon, where we have tiers starting at just one dollar a month. And uh, you can earn uh, different rewards, like early access to our episodes, as well as get in movie and phobia selections, as well as our commentary tracks for the short films. It also tie into our phobia selections, one of which will be in after this podcast. Uh, what is I, I, I still have entirely no idea what to expect uh, from our genophobia one uh, with the wall vagina.
1: But, you know that's oh for later. yeah <laughs> that's <Sorry. for> later <laughs> with the alien at the back of the wall you <laughs> the alien with the guy in the wall I don't know it's a, yeah know. yeah it's uh we'll we'll see how that goes and of course
0: outside of that we also have merchandise that dropped on public. uh so you can you know buy some podcast merch and swag there at tpublic.com slash user slash handle with scare now that we got all that out of the way, back to the grind here. So, we've got our first of five episode releases this month. Uh, and, uh, you know, this was John's selection. Uh, you know, we, we had uh, we'd, 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 we'd five weeks. Uh, John got two picks. Holly got two picks. I'm smack dab in the middle uh, with my selection, which I'm excited for. It's It's a very different movie from what we normally are discussing on the podcast. And I know it's Probably what neither of you have seen. Uh, but John, you know, this was your pick, so why don't you go ahead and do the honors at introducing
2: the next Yeah, explain. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely this movie needs a little bit of explanation. <laughs> I was looking around for, you know, yeah. we get our list of ideas, and I was looking around on the internet and I stumbled across this Clowns at Midnight movie, and it was on YouTube. And so I looked at the comments. Well, first of all, in the Google search results, websites were rating this movie around three or four stars.
1: Out of how many? Which is,
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not. It's, it's strange. And then the comment section on the movie at YouTube was all very positive. It was people saying, I remember this when I saw this as a kid, I had this on VHS. This was such a great movie. And I'm looking at this and thinking, okay, Christopher Plummer, Margot Kidder, yes, um, Tatiana Actually, Ali from The Fresh Prince of Bel Ashley Banks, um, and who else? There's a few other famous. Um, the well,
1: the, 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 football, the guy, football guy was like, I think sort, sort of famous, but I can't he really remember his did some name. Stuff. Yeah,
2: but and so I was like, I've never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. Ever. I've never even heard of it, much mm-hmm. less seen it. And it's got this all-star cast, so I have to pick this for the list because it's got positive comments. Hey, uh,
1: it's good to talk shit sometimes. This is a good yeah. one. Let's and talk so, some shit about this movie. You know, and so, yeah, no.
2: It, it, I, I guess, and then I thought, you know, okay, once we've watched the movie, we all kind of, I'm sure we all have a similar opinion of it, what? but... Uh, I was just thinking the comments in the YouTube must have been from people because when you're a
1: kid, yes. you like things, you build it up in your mind, yeah. And like if you, you try to watch Shera now, it sucks, right?
2: <laughs> and when you go back and watch these shows that you liked as a kid, they're never as good. They never live up to, and so yeah, this was kind of a terrible. And so, just to real quick, to I when I started this movie, I thought. I'm gonna have to apologize. I'm gonna end up having <laughs> to apologize for making this movie because it's like so
1: but terrible. We were talking about it uh, when you got here. That uh, it it was fun though. Like I had a good time hating it. Like I it, it was still really fun. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, at least it's kind of good bad, instead of bad bad,
1: exactly, so. it's good bad.
0: Yeah, now, now it's important to note, like, when John brought this movie up, he's like, hey, look, it's free to watch on YouTube. And I was like, all right, you know, let me me see what it entails. I also read the comments, and, you know, the comments were very glowing, as you mentioned. And then, like, I looked it up on IMDb, I saw the runtime, and then I'm like, wait a minute. These two (laughs) runtimes do not add up. So, clearly, the YouTube one had uh, parts of it missing. Which, you know, we did find on Amazon Prime, you can watch it through TV free with ads, which were like 90 second ad breaks, uh, like four or five times throughout uh, like the 89 minute runtime. Uh, but this is The Cloud at Midnight, which was a late 90s slasher, uh, released in 1998. Uh, it's a Canadian production. Uh, directed by Gene Pellerin. A lot of books. Uh, And the synopsis for this, you know, it follows seven teenagers who are stalked by a murderous clown uh, while refurbishing an old opera house. You can't call it stalking if they came to his house. That, 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 that is technically true. Uh, but, you know, one of my favorite parts of this movie uh, is the dialogue between George uh, and the Nev Campbell ripoff. Basically, in this
2: movie. Yeah. (laughs) The obvious Nev Campbell. Poor man's Nev
1: Campbell,
2: too.
0: Oh, man. Uh, But anyway, so, like, they're outside of the opera house, and, you know, they're in front of the poster of the last play, uh, or the last opera that had played the night of uh, the murder. Uh, And you have, like, that question that George asked her, uh, where he's like, you know, a clown may be amusing in a circus ring, But what would be your reaction to opening your door and finding that same clown on your front step at midnight? Uh, And I thought, like, that was a really interesting way to kind of like put things in perspective because I feel like more times than not, we would generally have the same sort of reaction where you're just like, "Yeah, no, fuck this," and just slam the door, or you know, whatever. It would probably scare the shit out of a lot of people, uh, just because it's so far out of uh, it's the norm, and it's just not,
1: yes. not, not a place that you would expect but we found to find this a out. clown. Wasn't it, like, two, three years ago when, like, uh, kids were, like, dressing up as clowns and walking around in the streets scaring people? Yeah. I was so afraid one of them was going to get shot, but then also kind of hoping one of them would get shot. Yeah, <laughs> So, like, fucking stop this bullshit, scaring mm-hmm. people. But I was, I was, I'm very surprised nothing bad happened. Nothing bad came out of that. Sorry. But my key, uh, uh, I would have been very upset and annoyed and also scared.
2: Totally. Mm-hmm. But,
1: no, yeah, that,
2: that's a good... I thought that was definitely... There's some highlights. So, obviously, we'll get into it, but this movie is generally terrible, but there are some highlights in this movie, and I thought that that was a great... I mean, it's not even their line. It's a line they took from uh, Lon Chaney, that thing about the... Um, but that was definitely a great line in the movie, and I think... I, I had this similar thought where it was like, this it's kind of cool that in a way that this starts out the the fear of clowns series because i think that line perfectly encapsulates the scary clown concept I think so too is you know like you said it's a, a clown's not necessarily scary just out in the daytime or in the circus but if it you know, one's at your front door at midnight that's you know, a whole different story
1: when did this start by the way i mean um I was looking for for scary clown movies before we picked our lineup because I was hoping to, you know, find that cool movie that nobody thought about, like Hidden Gem, which like we were all doing that, right? I, I mine didn't work out so well. Either. I was like, ah, eh, let's go with Haunt. But <laughs> but uh, then I was, I got to thinking, like, okay, so when did the scary clown trope start? Does it? Did anybody find that in in their in their homework? I feel
2: like it's one of those things. I mean maybe the 80s Mm -hmm. officially with gacy though yeah did gacy
1: like kick this shit off but yes i mean if you're talking about in real
0: life yes
1: yes in real life well in real life and in the movies
2: right like sort of
1: culture sort of in terms of culture Culture, and pop
2: culture the concept of the scary clown and that yeah i feel like it's gotta be i mean john Wayne Gacy is definitely one of the things that forms the scary clown Mm -hmm. idea, but if you're thinking about, like, movies where they first appear, is it, like, I mean, what's weird is it's almost, like, killer clown Outer space maybe being one of the
1: earliest. Or it, and I mean, but then also, when I was looking up, like, clown movies, there was a lot of, like, sad clown shit out there, and you guys are welcome that I didn't add that to the list. Like, let's... There's a movie about a guy who's a clown, and uh, some higher up smacks him across the face as he's ruining his life, and then he does a show where that's his whole thing. He gets smacked across the face by people. So you know what I mean? Like, so it's like the sad clown is there, depressed clown, but I'm like, where's the? I mean, it
2: definitely goes back. I mean, the thing is, is I feel like culturally, everyone recognizes the fact that clowns are kind of creepy and scary. Probably going back to maybe, I mean, I feel like even kids back in the 30s and 20s going to the circus were probably, there were probably plenty of kids creeped out by the clowns. Plenty of kids
1: crying, right? Even (laughs) though clowns were
2: very still like acceptable as like a, like as a thing. But yeah, Yeah. I I feel I don't know, maybe culturally it does feel like a more recent thing, like 80s, or, you know, where we start recognizing, where everyone is like okay, we all find clowns scary, and now we're gonna make movies about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Because it came out in the 80s, right? The Yeah,
1: book. like, what? what is it? Oh, well, I don't know about the book, I mean, it must have been like I don't know, can you look it up G? When did, uh, when did it come out? When the when sure. when did the book come out? Yeah. I think uh, 80, 80.
0: 86.
1: Oh wow, there you go. I thought it was that's a lot later than I thought. That's where the recognition I feel like
2: starts happening. But I feel like you could say clowns have been scary for as long as they
1: Yeah, you know
0: kids kids at the circus are like, yeah, okay with tigers, no problem. You know, they're not worried about getting mauled to death. But as soon as a clown pops up, you know, uh oh I'm not fucking with that.
1: (laughs) 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 Well you're not asked to sit on a fucking lion's lap. Ah, uh, all right, clowns. Well, let's get into Clowns oh, at yeah, Midnight. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so the cast, you know, as
0: as we mentioned, uh, you got Margot Kidder uh, of fame from, like, Black Christmas initially, uh, as well as Amityville Horror. Outside of that, people probably recognize her from, like, Superman, Superman. Uh, playing Lois Lane in, uh, like, the 70s and 80s. Uh, you have uh, Christopher Plummer, who plays the theater owner. Uh, probably the most notable name outside of that, though, as we mentioned, was Tatiana Ali of Fresh Prince fame, uh, who plays Monica. Uh, and, you know, her character is very interesting in this movie because she, she's like the vital role in regards to, like, Green and Kate, uh, who is played by Sarah uh, Laces, uh, who is uh, the daughter of the, the lead who was murdered at the opening part of this movie, and is the reason why this opera house had been shut down. Uh, and you know that all happened during like this final performance of one of the plays. Uh and you know, there's some very interesting things with with the Sydney Prescott ripoff off uh, in regards to like I, I don't even know yeah. how to like say like if it's like a spiritual manifestation or if she's just having like these random flashbacks that are triggered because of the You're little- right, they never explained that! Like there this movie has like that quirk with Walnut, who's like the nerdy chick, uh, who has this fixation with the supernatural.
1: But is afraid uh, of rats.
0: But hates rats. I mean, all all the women in this movie hate the rat, even though they, they only see one uh, throughout the movie. But it's just like,
1: well, if you see one, though,
0: <laughs> if you see one, there's probably like a thousand. Uh, but, you know, Margot's just like, well, they'll probably just scatter as soon as they, like, you know, hear you guys a little <laughs>
2: They did. Uh, I have to point out, though, it, one of the few things that they did accomplish in this was they did the Chekhov's rat, where they pointed out the rat in the beginning of the movie. And then later in the movie, the rat played a part in uh, exposing the girl's hiding face. Mm. And I was like, oh, they paid Chekhov's off the rat. rat.
1: They they actually <laughs> paid
2: off the, the rat.
1: I got two credits in that one. <laughs> Oh man, I was um, the. We were talking about how the movie is good, bad, and one of my favorite things when you when you watch a movie and you realize like this ain't gonna be good, and like you get you can get an you get an inkling pretty early on, and at one point when they're introducing the characters, I'm like, I'm gonna really enjoy seeing Maddie fucking die. <laughs> You just uh, you get kind of excited to be like you know what I don't really like any of these characters so I'm looking <laughs> forward to all of the death scenes. Mm. But I have to say this movie is good, bad, but the death scenes are all like I'm sorry they were weak. Yeah, you know what? Only like
2: one or two. Yeah, only
1: one or one or two. One of my favorite ones was straight off the bat, Margot Kidder, because I mean I know it was axed to the face and you and you you're getting it from behind so you don't see the face getting axed. But it was so the editing I thought was really good, and it was impactful. And it and she like you know the whole like the the whole way it was done. I was mm-hmm. like, <gasps> so I am. I was like that was probably one of my favorite kills.
2: And they. They did kind of do the thing where you can tell they had her and Christopher Plummer Plummer probably come in and film for like one day, you know? And then, because her part. (laughs)
1: Like, that was half our budget. (laughs) Yeah,
2: her part lasts for about, you know, 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes of the movie, and then she's gone. And she doesn't even really do anything in the movie,
1: unfortunately. That's okay. I mean it was just kind of fun seeing her and it was exciting because it and it does add a lot of street crash for sure. She's yeah.
0: basically there to uh drop off the keys and that's about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> drop <out>
2: the keys, <laughs> Sorry, drop off the
0: keys and also drop off the face of the, uh, after getting an axe of the face. Uh but yes. yeah, so like somebody you have like a stereotypical like slasher, uh like characters in it. Uh, I really like the character of George that was played by James Sipall just yes. because like It was kind of like the combination of, like, a bad boy, but he also uh, was dubbed Hollywood because he had, like, this passion for, like, special effects makeup. Which I was like, we, like, never really see that as, like, a character in horror. So I thought that was pretty unique. uh, Because, like, at some points,
1: we do actually get to see his work in action. Right. And I thought... I I agreed that was neat, but uh, uh, I did want to point out how... I don't think they wrote people's It was ridiculous how how much people teased her about her mother dying 12 17 <laughs> years ago. It was not that fucking far back. They never found the killer. They're in the fucking place. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And everybody's like, "Oh, can you take a joke?" I'm like, "Are you?" What? Everybody was so over the top and sensitive, even the good guys. My favorite part was when uh she gets scared early on and um i i'm still gonna call her ashley banks sorry <laughs> 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 Ashley banks like you know they're they she they're in the room where her mother died mm-hmm. and she shoes everybody away because she's gonna console her friend and my first thought was like maybe you should take her outside maybe you shouldn't be in the room where the fresh blood well it's not fresh blood where there's like the blood stain you know, it was fresh it was, like, but it couldn't have been <laughs> the moms. It was, Clearly, some uh, rats. I don't know. Have because yeah, of killing. I don't think they, they have even not. Explained ex- that yeah, they did not explain that at all. But that was kind of hilarious. for right? I'm like, well, she's a good girl, and her friend, and there's she's still make, making horrible decisions about how to comfort her friend. Like, no, no, sit on this bed that your mom got killed on. You know, like it's just. It has that writing where uh, nobody
2: talks like this. Kind nobody. of nobody, even the bitchy girl. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, the. I know. <laughs> The yeah, bitchy girl was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they they do all the horror character the tropes, tropes yeah. to such an extreme degree that it almost is like parody. You know, it almost comes oh, yes. across like one of those scary movie right, movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then
1: and then they have that really hilarious, like the the football player was like, ah, maybe I just want something better than a piece of ass. Blah, blah. Mm. And I was like, that was a weird little scene to sneak in there. Like, I guess. Cool. Incidentally, that was the unsexiest sex scene that I think I've oh, seen wait, in a long time. Wait,
2: we have to. But let's wait to get. There. Oh, let's, get there. let's, get let's there. wait. Let's
1: get there. I don't want to
2: jump there <laughs> too early. Is the thing because that's that's a high like that's the highlight, that's the highlight. of the entire movie. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe for all the wrong
0: reasons, but, like, it it was, it was an interesting take uh, for more than one reason. But anyways, let's talk about, like, the reason why everyone is actually at the theaters. So let's talk about oh, the, yeah. the origin story, so to speak. So, you know, the stage is set for the final performance of uh, Pagliacci. Uh, and you have Orsini, who is very passionate about his leading lady, Lorraine. Uh, but Lorraine wants absolutely nothing to do with him. Uh, So, you know, Orsini persists, and one night he ends up finding Lorraine with another man, and it absolutely breaks him completely. Uh, So on the night of the final performance, Orsini waited for Lorraine to be alone in her dressing room, and he burst in and he stabbed her to death, uh, and, you know, he was never found. Uh, He was believed to have fled to Europe, uh, and ever since that night, the opera house has been closed down, uh, up until this point when you have all of these uh, high school teens who are looking to refurbish it uh for, uh, for well, for some of the kids it's so they don't flunk out and have to, uh, you know, get kicked off the football team. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah that, it's like, that was a, another interesting and bad part of the movie was these, it's like okay, I, I can see how they're going to be the cast members for the this upcoming performance, but there's one crew member. There you know, shouldn't there be a few more crew people? And then also, they, are they doing all the like construction work to restore the theater?
1: And they and they, they kick off the movie with a ominous uh, close call where a lighting fixture falls mm-hmm. off, and we're talking big. You know, we're not talking like a light bulb. Like a big lighting fixture almost kills Margot Kidder. And she's like, oh, take it easy, everybody. It'll be fine. And I was like, really? Like, these are children. No, they're not children. They're college students, right? But they're still kids. College, high school? College? I think I got the impression it was, it must, it must be high school because, I mean, the wasn't football. It wasn't
2: clear. Yeah, f- high school seniors, maybe? I don't think they specified, really.
1: Yeah.
2: But anyway,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean I, I, weren't 20. Just the fact that they're drinking doesn't. It... Eat anything you know <laughs> no they, they called they called out that they had somebody else do a beer run and you're like oh okay somebody got them. knock college kids but i mean uh, uh there's a lot of continuity issues in this movie my favorite one being well i've got many favorites in this movie <laughs> but one of my favorite ones being that uh in the beginning of the movie when the woman is killed the mom is killed um and it was actually a pretty good scene like in terms of surprises and i it actually I, I thought it was pretty exciting so she, her, her lover has just left and, um, oh, and as she was like, I love you. And he was like, hmm. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Just randomly an asshole for no reason. It did not play into the fucking movie. So he leaves and then, um, somebody bangs violently on the door. Mm-hmm. She has a, a bottle uh, that she had been drinking, I guess. And, um, and then the, the, the banging stops. And you get like a, a moment of, you know, rest, which incidentally, why would you rest? Just because he took a break. Why are you taking a break? It's time for you to find a way to add it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then the clown comes out of the closet to kill her. Right. And that was really cool. And then she fights back, which was neat too. And then there was the guy who was cleaning with the hearing aid who couldn't help her, which was, it was a good intense movie moment. But here's my question. The clown was in the fucking closet. Who was banging on the goddamn door?
2: well no
1: yeah oh oh, yes yes yes
2: so no i had the exact same thought and i was like wait that's like total bs and it's understandable that you that you didn't get but they actually made a point later in the movie of saying that there were all these secret tunnels and passages around oh he was using those to get
1: Oh, okay so the only purpose of these tunnels in this movie
2: was for him to be able to pull that see the the movie d- tried and failed and failed to do to do the thing where it's like is this supernatural or is this ah uh, yes and
1: the visions that kind of
2: yeah and they, they really fell flat completely uh, at it but they i can tell they were trying to do the like Is he like a ghost or is Uh he a real person who's actually doing this?
1: Okay, so then, and then answer me another question then, please. Um, did, and and this isn't a trick question, (laughs) this is just a question. Did they shut down the theater the night of the murder? Like, okay, no more theater, we're shutting it down.
2: That's sort of the implication.
1: Right? Because, I mean, the pictures of, of, uh, uh, Pagliani or whatever, Howard, uh, However you say clown in Italian, <laughs> we're still up, which again, very insensitive to the girl who lost her mother. Could you not take them down before you invite the kids to come clean? Just saying. But then like the, 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 um, uh, what do you call it? The, the dressing room for, for the clown, mm-hmm. it had like murder, like, you know, written on it in yeah. blood or, or like red paint on the, color. Door. On yeah. the door. Who did that? Yeah. If every well, maybe a cast member who was like, fuck this guy, murderer on his way up. Okay, I answered it. I'm fine.
2: <laughs> and and that was the other weird thing was when they would do the flashbacks of the relationship and the murder, it felt like they were flashing back to the nineteen fifties or something like that. Like to the yes. far past, even though it was her mother only like
1: Minus ten 17. or plus years ago. How am I gonna do them back? So it would have been uh what was it was it 99 so it would have been like 87 did I do that no <laughs> wait hold on a second 99 and she's, it has been 17 years that's to that's uh um uh 82 it was 82 I was one year old <sighs> I've been drinking
0: Eventually you made <laughs> you eventually came
1: around. <laughs> Death. well, I, you guys could have jumped in. Uh, I couldn't do it. I mean, I, mean, you know, I, 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 I,
0: I wanted to prolong the struggle to see uh, <laughs> the extreme, <laughs> like left station, You know,
1: whatever. whatever. Anyway, so it's only been eighty-two. All right, the place has been shut down since eighty-two. Yeah. What? And so, I guess
2: I, something I want to point out in in the beginning, still kind of in this beginning section of the movie, too, in terms of the characters and the actors and the bad. Really bad acting is. It's. I was amazed. It's like so. You, it's, you get this typical bad acting of, among the actors in the beginning, and then Christopher Plummer shows up, and he's like, <laughs> and Christopher Plummer is like, still so, makes so, it look so easy. It, you would think he wasn't doing anything, and and yet he was. And he wasn't doing a lot in the that beginning part. And yet he was a billion
1: times oh, better goodness. than any other act including Mark <laughs> Skinner, around him in that you're right. movie. But the curly haired girl with the glasses, the one that was into the, the 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 paranormal. She's and she's read every book about the Shut up, man. <laughs> and uh she was so bad. And like to to put her next to Christopher Plummer, then you're like, Wow. Like it was just really? he's so much and the things like you're saying, like he was just delivering lines which were very straightforward, not anything over the top. He wasn't giving some sort of like monologue about something really. Oh, I guess he at the end. He did. Well, later, yeah. And he's dressed like a clown. and He's pretty good, but uh, and I have to. Well, let's not jump till the end. But I right, right. I had some notes. But yeah, no, he, Christopher Palmer, and I not got. Not for handed, him. Not for him. And I got to hand it
2: handed to him too. He he didn't. I'm sure he knew he, he did in, in a yeah. BS movie he yeah, didn't he did it little, in.
1: He, he put the out no in. There were no small parts.
2: Totally. He, he went for it. He went for it. it. He did
1: a really good job. And he, yeah, I would say, I, I think those are the reasons why it was fun to watch too. Because mm. if there was nothing to be like, come on, come on. Mm. But uh, he did pretty good. Although here's another continuity issue. Like so. Well, I was going to say, like nobody could tell the clowns apart when it was a bad clown or the good clown, which was her dad. Mm-hmm. They really should spend more time on her dad as like the hidden clown because that was like w- that was over way too quick. But uh yeah, but you, when they you, really her... don't, you really
0: don't see her dad all that much because like you have no. that scene uh on the in like the rafters with Ta- Tatiana where he kinda like mm-hmm. pokes out and like there's a little bit of like playfulness. Uh but you know the whole time like he's actually trying to help the kids out because he knows the truth behind it. And little as you know that uh, there's another person up there. And, you know, unfortunately, she gets killed
1: I was going to say, like, oh, you know, but I guess if, uh, how can you not tell the clowns apart? Uh, but I guess if you're being attacked and you're just seeing a clown, you're not from a distance and you're not really looking. That makes sense, because in yeah. my head, I was like, it's the one with the old face. Did you yeah. consider the one with the old face? That's the
0: bad clown. Yeah, and that's right. that, that, that to me was the movie's biggest flaw, because in the 90s, you know, and a lot of this is thanks to scream. Uh, with the Who Done It type slasher movie, mm-hmm. you know, for for this movie to kind of like try to embrace that, there really wasn't a mystery to unravel here because it was very obvious from the get go who the killer actually was the moment you saw him mm-hmm. on screen because yeah, Plumber has like such a very distinct face. And you mm-hmm. had you had the difference of George who donned the clown attire with yeah, the mask whole uh, mask, versus yeah. like the face paint approach to the clown, uh, both mm-hmm. for the father and also the actual killer in this, and it was just.
1: It was so easy to spot, like, oh yeah, that's that's the guy. All right, mystery solved. I didn't even know, like, but it's so plausible because it's got to be very fucking frightening to be attacked by a clown, and all you see is white makeup and white mask, and you're not really asking a lot of questions. Yeah. So that I'm gonna give that that part a, a pass. Although um, that that fight scene on the rooftop, mm-hmm. that was a little obnoxious. I mean, when the guy's, like, squaring off, like, bare knuckles, yeah, I'm like. that was goofy. That was goofy shit. <laughs> and then he immediately goes over the side. <laughs> and he's like, please, help me, please. And I'm like, why are you begging the guy who's there to kill you while you're hanging off of a building? Is he going to be like, you know what? I can't. I, who, what am I doing? What am I doing right now? <laughs> he's never, that's
2: never going to happen. It was definitely no Blade Runner moment uh, at the end. Oh, that's a talk. But uh, to point out, i, I got to point out, though, something that I to- liked a lot, um, and it's so brief. I think it was about a 15-second shot, but early on in the movie when she has the nightmares about the clown and she goes up to the window and he's sitting on yeah! the bench outside the window and then he stands up and starts... He does the walking, gesture and yeah. starts walking towards her singing, but you can't hear. I, that was genuinely a great shot. It was yeah. like a split second and nothing else around it. And was that it, supposed but-
1: to be like a dream or imagination? Because like yeah. then it was like, oh, never mind. Hi, Dad. What are you up to today? <laughs> I was like, I would have been like, can we call the cops? We need to get out of here. But, yeah, it was,
2: she yeah. was. It was clear she was supposed to be having a lot of dreams and visions, ah, yes, but true. we weren't actually getting a lot of dreams mm-hmm. and visions in the movie. But they would talk about them in the dialogue. Agreed. Uh, yeah, there was a, there was a something that was like obvious was that whether it was the writer or whoever created this movie. They had like a seed of a real idea, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You can tell there was this idea of fantasy this of kind the opera. of fan of the opera, but like this kind of like, is it supernatural? Is it real? Is there a per? Is it's a murder mystery? Who is it that's doing mm-hmm. it? You know, it, all the like the misdirect of the makeup guy. Maybe he's the killer. Uh, They were trying to kind of tie all these threads, but nothing connected.
1: It's hard to tell George is the killer when you have that very sort of like lays it out kind of fucking bare scene where Christopher Plummer is talking to the dad clown, like, you know, facing the mirror. And then at first I was like oh maybe like the dad clown is not real maybe it's like a like a mannequin and it's all in his head i'm like watch if he moves and then he totally moves i'm like okay so that's a person mm-hmm. and then i was like well maybe if it's a kidnapped person in a mask <laughs> but then like the person is reacting to the the words so i'm like okay so there's clearly two dudes there mm-hmm. talking yeah. to each other it's not just christopher Plummer, but it's probably christopher Plummer.
0: Yeah, and I have to say, and- like, the the interactions between Kate and George in this movie were really weird. I, I know, like, they spoke sure. the whole idea of, like, George being like, oh, I don't really have people skills. But, you know, like, the whole time, you know, initially like, a- like, he scares the shit out of Kate because he's dressed as the clown, and then, like, she... Later goes to talk to him when he's inside the dressing room, and she's
1: like, "I shouldn't be so sensitive. That you're dressed like my mother killer." And this, time, like and this whole time, happened like twelve years ago. Yeah, this whole time, turns like turns around, <laughs> so I mean. and
0: he's like starting to show like some special effects, like with the with the knife that has like the blood tube in it that has the corn syrup, and like he cuts his wrist wide open, and Kate freaks out, being like, "What the fuck are you doing right now?" And then he you know, he just licks his wrist basically, and he's like here, try some
1: <laughs> just like i'm like what and then she goes for it she goes like that was the other thing i'm like in what world is this actually taking place <laughs> i feel like she was very well adjusted c- considering like if if i were in her hurt shoes there'd just be a lot more breakdowns a lot more of like catatonic states not this bitch she can really roll with the punches shit <laughs> <laughs> And
2: one thing that really stood out to me in this movie is that of all the characters in the movie, the the main character got the least amount of attention, I felt like, in terms of development of her character and showing her. like I feel like we spent more time with all these other characters, right. not her.
1: I just, she was, um, I don't want to be mean. That's a, a, good, a nice way of saying it. I'm about to be really mean. Uh, <laughs> That actress wasn't very strong, and I felt like it was, um, yeah, I thought she was a weak actress. And that was what I was alluding to earlier when uh, that big final scene, when, uh, you know, she's tied up and she's made up like, you know, like an actress from a bygone era. And and Christopher Plummer comes out and he's giving his speech, and he's like, Sing, sing. And she's like, It was just like, holy shit, man, you're ruining the scene, lady.
2: That was right. And and I gotta say, I've never. This is a weird thing for me, I'm gonna point out. But when he put her in that wig in the thing. I've never had this kind of thought before. I, but I was like, she looks way better in that wig she than did. her normal hair. Like, I, they should have had her in this wig the whole Because <laughs> looks Something about that wig makes her look more like a movie star than her normal hair. And I was like, I don't know why I'm having this thought, but it very much is like, the I, wig improves things.
1: I had to talk myself into, why did she, how did he make her look so good? And I had to justify it to myself by saying, Well, he's owned this theater. He's been involved with theater. He He probably knows Haramago.
2: It's rubbed off on him.
1: Yeah, he picked up a thing or two. uh,
2: I guess we are getting close to that point, right? which point? We're getting close to the the big moment of the the entire movie. But I feel like maybe the most terrifying aspect of the entire
1: movie. (laughs) The bad girl wanting to have sex in the room where somebody was murdered 17 years ago. And the actual... With the wet blood that nobody can explain.
2: And the actual execution of the sex scene itself was so... I've weird. never seen anything like it. I swear I've never seen any <laughs> like, movie do quite what this movie did. When it so wasn't
1: it. weird and awkward, it was boring, which is a really <laughs> weird thing to pull off.
0: See, well here's the thing. Had we watched a YouTube version, you never you never would have been able to talk about this scene. So let's
1: let's talk about how it get yeah.
2: up. Right here. I'm glad you pointed that out because I did watch. That's the thing is I did end up switching to the Amazon version. I'm okay. glad I Me did too. not miss that sexy sexy because as I'm saying, like this is the this is the moment. I mean, like this is the the. I don't want to say the shining moment of the entire movie, but this is like the moment of the entire movie.
1: You know when you find yourself trying to find a good part of a sex scene, you're like side boob. (laughs) There's side boob, and it was nice, but uh, but uh, one side boob does not a sex scene fix. Yeah, so 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 basically, you
0: have like these two scenes that are overlaid. Uh, so you have like this whole sword fight sequence on the main stage. Uh, Why? Additionally, okay. it, it's set up between the jock and uh the gay blade the drama so to speak geek. yeah uh, yeah the drama geek in this case uh and you know the the geek wins uh and of mm-hmm. course the jock gets pissed off so he runs off with uh with the with the mean girl basically to go the
1: mean have, have the the was like a foot taller than everybody did you ever notice that in all the scenes that she's talking to somebody they're like mm-hmm. I'm sorry, T, you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, she's like one of the few people
0: who actually had a presence because of her fight in this movie. Uh, but anyway, so after that, you have Monica, who is seeing how she fares uh, against the nerd, while Ashley and Taylor, you know, ditch everyone else to go have sex in the murder room. Uh, so you have these two scenes that are overlaid, that are happening at the same Why? time. And you, you can hear the, the sword fight happening and the thrusting aspect <laughs> also during the sex scene, and it's all like overlaid behind this, like, 90s r Don't Leave Me Hanging." Uh, oh, yeah, the music um, like was really out of place. Playing throughout the scene. Uh, and, you know, like, I, it was a weird scene primarily because, like, from, like, an audience perspective, you know, it, it's, it seems very playful, in a way, both with the sword <laughs> fight, and also just the fact that, the sex scene is just so prolonged to actually get to the murder room, because you know you have the whole beckoning of Taylor, uh, from the Mean Girl, and she's like leading him further down the building, and then like he loses sight of her, and then he's like, where did you go? And then you just see her like sticking her arm
1: out and like waving him forward. And it wasn't even that. <laughs> it wasn't even that good looking. She was like, <laughs> I don't know. And. <laughs> I thought,
2: I, no joke, thought that I, there was an audio problem. I thought that the audio had gone out of sync with the movie. And dear sirs. And then I was like, oh no, they're trying to be artistic. Like the, <laughs>
1: this is like the
2: big artistic moment for the director. And I was
1: really upset because I, and I'm exaggerating, nothing about this movie made me very upset. So <laughs> 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 nothing about this movie made me very anything. So, uh, although I'm laughing a lot right now, so I'm very happy. But uh, uh, during the both two sword scenes, <laughs> no deaths, no no hurting people, like no no wounds. That is that is upsetting theoretically. Like this, it's just not cool. You can't fucking have two sword scenes and then nothing happens in a horror movie. Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. Somebody should have been like, I thought this was a fake sword and I cut off your arm by accident. Oh, wait, wait. <sighs> you know, like. But
2: wait yeah. a minute. Did they, though? Because didn't the one get the sword? Did he use the sword to chop off the one woman's head? Remember the head that went down the stairs?
1: Yeah, but that doesn't I mean, even... not that that's
2: paying it off. Yeah,
1: but... <laughs> yeah is but is that what happened? No, he batted
2: Was it like with a. Uh, was it a
1: club or something? Didn't he club it off? Or was it, with, or was it with the axe? axe oh, might it might have been with an
2: fire. axe, yeah. That was one of the only other kind of quote-unquote good deaths was the head bouncing down the stairs. Like bare minimum.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Not like... This this movie tended to go in a direction of we're not really going to show the gore. It's going to be a quick cut.
2: Yeah. Mm. This felt... I felt like... So one thing just to kind of uh, nerd out for a minute was that the movie is in... Um, TV, old TV aspect ratio, the school, the mm-hmm. four by three aspect ratio. And I noticed that the shots were actually kind of framed for it. Like it didn't look like it was really being cropped because like, it didn't feel like things were being chopped out. It looked like they were actually intentionally. And I started wondering, cause this is the late nineties. And I was thinking maybe this is, you know, before obviously this is before streaming and for tv <laughs> but this is one of those made for like they knew it wasn't going to be in the theater and so yeah. they just kind of made it n- knowing this would be yeah. going to like showtime or cinemax or oh that's like, really like, Cinemax yes. kind of thing you know
1: skinemax but this skin well, we, we would have seen, a lot, seen <laughs> a lot more
0: in that scene and have been
2: on cinemax <laughs>
1: I was going to say, Skidamax is the same awkward scenes. I remember
2: Skinamax. <laughs> I had to actually, by getting back to the sex scene, I had to actually, it was so cringy. I had to look away <laughs> at Cause it. Because it was painful to watch. Mm-hmm. It was so bad.
0: It was so bad. It was part, like, bad. Of, part of that was just due to the fact that it was, it was a long tease. And then what followed wasn't that much nudity. You but know, it was, didn't, didn't have to pay off, really. It's
2: it, it. wasn't a lot of nudity, and yet it was very graphic in terms <laughs> of like in terms of the, like the body motions and what they yeah. were doing.
1: You know what I, I mean? Just, I mean, are they just trying to go for like the authenticity? Like this is how awkward sex is when you're that age. Although I mean, actually, yeah. If you think about it from that perspective, <laughs> it fits right Probably. in. it's yeah. actually pretty good. That's good. I take. I'll take all my criticisms back. <laughs>
2: But yeah, that was like the that yeah that part was just like that was rough. And then with
1: yeah, and then with the audio from the sword fight, mm-hmm. like I, and they were trying
2: to be clever. Yeah, very much trying to be clever with that. It's audio. like hey,
1: let's uh let's heavily lean
0: into the innuendo of the sword fight and just mix it with the sex scene, and you know it'll work flawlessly.
1: <laughs> it'll be so cool, guys! Just check it out. <laughs>
2: just wait till you see this. And that's another, just to point out, one of the bad aspects of the movie is it felt there were way too many scenes where they it's just the characters in the theater talking and doing stuff. And it kind of felt like maybe they didn't have a complete script for this movie and they figured, oh, we'll ad lib and we'll just, just, just kind of in. talk and just do keep stuff rousing. in just the theater going. and fill in. There was a lot of filler feeling stuff like that.
1: There was a lot of useless conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was so, not a one
2: minute.
0: Yeah, when, when when I finished watching this movie, uh, well, actually, like even like towards the very start of it, I was like, you know, this premise reminded me so much of Stage Fright, which was released in nineteen eighty seven, that had a very similar type setup, uh, where you had this group of stage actors who were locked inside a theater uh, for rehearsal for like this upcoming like, musical, uh, and there was a psychopath that had escaped from, you know, the loony bin who sneaked his way in and started murdering everyone uh, that was in the theater. And I just remember, like, how much better that movie was, like, the entire time I was watching The Clown at Midnight. So then it's just like, well, let me t- I'm just going to go watch this right after.
2: <laughs> nice. Yep, yep. But at least to get to, like, a positive, and, and back to a little bit of positive about the movie, at the end... We get Christopher Plummer back, yeah. and he actually does an awesome monologue where he lands he, it. And, and, and he like not to like. I swear, I'm not just like gushing for the hell of it. Like, because <laughs> I feel like he was like, it, it, it was like in this movie was so terrible that he was like a shining light. He really in the was. Movie. I and agree. And even when he does his monologue and he does his fake crying part, and then go switches back to not crying, that was so well done. That when he was crying, I actually kind of bought it. Like mm-hmm. that, he was supposed to be genuinely sad at that moment. When, when switch back, it was like, oh.
1: yeah. When he's alone on the screen, he like it's good. And then like when there's like another actor in the scene with him, like the the main girl or anybody he, else it's like he's acting alongside a goat. Like, it just doesn't... And by that, I don't mean the greatest of all time. I mean a literal goat. Like, it's just like, he's he's acting basically with what's little more than an inanimate object. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Learn, you know, take a class, lady. Like, it's really bad.
0: Yeah, and I really really like just the the framing of that shot because you have all of the corpses lined up as audience members. That was cool. And like, during the monologue, he's like, oh, you have everything an actor could want an audience, no critics.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. undec- yeah pair just died laughing.
2: That's so fucking good. hmm Yeah, that ended with the... and The gore, again, was bad in terms of, like, the burn guy. They just sort of put some makeup on
1: him, but the, yeah. everyone lined up in the seats was great. Can we talk about the burn scene, though? Because that was really weird. Like, half of the scene was just trying to find the right key. Like, what? Like, was, it, I mean, it makes. If you're. I don't know. Let's just say, like, the the emotions were incorrect. The. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah, like, I felt like they're, they had no real sense of. There was a little bit of sense of urgency and trying to find the right key, but they weren't like. I mean, your friend's getting fucking tortured to death in the other room. We're trying to get there. And then once they open the door, it's like no fear of anything else. Like, oh. It's like they're detectives walking in on a scene that's already cold. Like, no, like there's a killer who might kill you. Why are you so confident right now? And and it's I've never seen a scene like that where you're trying to find keys and somebody's gonna get electrocuted and you're like, Oh oh wow, look at this.
2: Oh oh, no. I gotta find the right key.
1: It's it was really weird. (laughs)
2: Never seen anything
1: like
2: that before. Yeah, no, that that was felt like a comedy scene. (laughs) That that felt like it was supposed to be funny. And
1: I was like, oh, I hated Maddie anyway, but I hated hated Duval
2: anyway. (laughs) He was what's his name? Duval the the, James
1: James Duval. I only know this because he was like the
2: the the first name that came up. And
1: then I was like, Duval. Well he's
2: the guy from Independence Day, of course.
1: Oh, the son? Yeah, the son from Oh, um, I didn't know that.
2: You know, the uh the uh, Bill Pullman the son. Crop, no, the crop dusters. Oh, son. oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay.
2: And I, I've always kind of thought okay. of him as sort of a like hacky, like Has you. Has he been with else? Hacky house? Keanu Reeves, basically. Oh, it's like, a poor man's <laughs> Keanu Reeves.
1: Poor Keanu
2: Reeves. I mean, You
1: know, not
2: everybody can have Keanu. He's only one man. Most uh, impressive one at that. That reminds me too. I have to point out that this movie is also literally a Scooby Doo story. <laughs> like. This is where, like, the old... They unmask the old
1: guy. And, <laughs> and, and like, I
2: mean... It's... This is literally Scooby-Doo, like... I know, I story. didn't fucking
1: put my face on, I like, can And... Like Daphne's
2: a fucking bitch. What, what's her name? <laughs> they, they have Daphne, they have... So the, uh, Thelma, the is yeah. the point of uh-huh. her, like
1: the we characters are even. There. We don't have a stoner and a stoner dog. No, hey, <laughs> I guess we don't need one. <laughs> that now
2: that you point that out, that that's the one nineties nineteen nineties horror character trope that they didn't fulfill was the, the stone stoner. Oh, you're
1: right. Especially in the nineties, you're right.
2: Like the J and Silent it Bob. It doesn't characters. even have to be a
1: stoner. It just has to be like a burnout, like, mm-hmm. like too drunk or yeah, the drug, the druggy, the druggy. <laughs> So maybe if they've
2: added that drug, it wouldn't have been... And uh, what about, I mean, not to, like, delve too deep into this, because whatever, but I just have to point out amongst the terrible things was the 1990s trying to be, like, inclusive by having a gay character, mm-hmm. except the problem being that, they made him all. Him being gay is literally his entire Identity. character. Like yeah. the, he's like, I'm gay. Like in every scene, it's just sort of like alluding to it or yeah. something. It's like it's really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going, oh, right. it, it, like, it's, it's a little rough. like oof. <laughs> <Don't>
0: <laughs> <care>. <laughs> I was like, oof. Yeah, because even like during a sword fight, he's like tapping the jock in the ass with the with the sword.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they're kind of doing, and it's just like, what? What are you guys doing? dude? It's
1: yeah, boring. like this trope is really meanly done. <clears throat> eh, there's that. Oh man. Mm. Oh, I was gonna say that um, it was super '90s, though. I don't know, like <laughs> yeah, I know you're a little on the young, uh, younger than us, not on the younger side, but younger than us. But did you really just get that whole like, oh, whoa? Wow. I got a little bit of like a whoa like a deja vu like I, with a I think tip
0: the, little most, the most 90s part for me was like the, the cleaning montage when they were going through <gasps> the Oh hangers. my god they had a clean the cleaning <laughs> montage
2: <laughs> they had a cleaning montage that went nowhere it was yeah. just a tiny it's like here. i'm going
0: to take i mean i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all these clothes off the hangers and then we're just going to throw them on the table <laughs>
1: Nothing happened. It did not move the story forward at all. No, wow. that it. was that. The, the fact that they, I love it. <laughs> the,
2: the, the fact that they, the fact that they felt the need to put a montage. They were like, we gotta have a montage. Like, what should we have? Clearly, we'll clean, it'll, we'll clean the theater.
1: Yeah, then we'll bury ourselves underneath all of the costumes. I almost forgot about the fucking cleaning montage. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure I put it in my notes.
2: Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. hey, that yeah, that, that it, was the most 90s thing that, that I saw. Boring cleaning montage. It's right there. <laughs> oh, and
2: also uh, another very 90s thing that I was uh, that was torturing me during the movie was um, and I looked in the credits and there was basically only two bands they had that R&B song, and then mm-hmm. aside from that R&B song, they had the one, one band that had all those songs, and they were just, like, the most 90s pop very, but, you know, not really good enough to be on the radio. Like, kind of, now uh, this
1: is the 90s kind yeah. of, like, band. That was right. Yeah. Oh, and go ahead. I
0: was going to say, like, the, the, the other, like, very small sequence that felt super 90s, was just the fact that these teams are only eating pizza, but during the second exchange, when, like, they're buying the pizza and the delivery guy drops it off at the you have the jock who's answering the door, he grabs the pizza, realizes how fucking bright it is outside, comes back out with, like, sunglasses immediately right after, and it cuts away immediately.
1: And I was like... Was that part of the montage?
2: (laughs) That was very... And the pizza
1: (laughs) guy was weird. (laughs) Yeah, it was very weird. Like, they should have worked him into the story because that guy gave me the creeps. (laughs) You gotta have pizza eating
2: in a movie like that for sure, too. Um,
1: And then, like, uh, I'll just throw these in real quick. Uh, Margot Kidder's interaction with the students were really awkward. Like, she was way too, like, she talked like a freaking predator. Like, uh, she was calling, like, um, the guy with the special effects, like, hey, hunky buns. And then like with the with the bitchy hot girl, she, she was like, You might want to wear something looser. Like they're all not dressed to clean, but let's call out the girl like the, the hot girl that you know you I know, didn't like
2: even, I didn't understand that. Like I know, she said you crazy. could wear something like it was like wait.
1: Looser so that she, she wasn't move around dressed in it. Like, yeah, she though. wasn't dressed that she just just wearing a silk shirt and like mm-hmm. pants. It wasn't oh, no, a no, it was skirt and, and, and boots and stuff, but it was like and then, like, oh, uh, I know we, we already talked about the sex scene, but can we talk about how at home she made herself in that fucking room? She's like, well, it's like, I live here. I'm going to take off my clothes and put on this robe. I'm just going to walk around this room. I'm going to sit in this vanity. Like, what do what you well, I
0: mean, she <laughs> belittled everyone, so, of course, she has to be the main star. Yes, so.
1: <laughs> so. I? Hey. Yeah, this movie was awesome. <laughs> this is a great movie to hate on.
2: I'm gonna yeah, have a great time. It was entertainingly bad. I did. I laughed out
1: loud multiple
2: times during the movie where things were just so incredibly stupid, or, the, or you know, when you it's the thing too where you predict the absolute worst thing that could possibly, like the dumbest thing that could happen, and then it actually happens.
1: I have another question because oh. I can't remember what the answer to this is. So remember when Ashley Banks is walking, running around, and she's got the spear in her hands, and she's looking for because she's being chased by the killer. And then there's somebody behind this like sheet or something, and she stabs him. Right. And then she yeah. leans back, and, and then she, then gets, she stabbed gets stabbed herself. herself. Who did she kill?
2: I know. It was part of the misdirect thing. Oh, but
1: recall. but who? But who the like? What? Because didn't it bleed? No, did it bleed?
2: I think you just heard yelling. Like
1: yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, then. Okay, you heard. Who who was that? Well, I took it as like she stabbed the dad. But the dad like came the back. The was later. on the other side. But the dad died from falling off the rafters, right? I don't think they, they were going did at that point. I
2: don't know. They were trying to do tricky stuff with the like who's with Something that. Not fucking caring
1: they... about logic. Is that what we're doing today? <laughs> they, just didn't, they didn't
2: pull it off. <laughs> They had like a beginning and an ending, and nothing, and they didn't and have
1: nothing end in between,
0: just and a they, clean they, had, they had a clean montage in the awkward <laughs> sex scene slash sword
1: fight.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. The sword, that went on way too long.
1: Yeah. So yeah. And, and nobody got hurt, except somebody cut their thumb like, ow. That's what makes it the most memorable part of the movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it's so, Oh yeah. The dialogue oh. in there was so painful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, go check out the Cloud at Midnight streaming yeah, on, on Amazon Prime and oh, IMDb TV. So, you too can uh, witness a nine and a half minute sword fight slash awkward sex scene. If you really want to feel, <laughs> <a good> <laughs> feel the 90s, this
1: uh, movie really does a good job. Feel the
0: 90s. Watch as the, oh, the knockoff stop. Nev Campbell can act her way out of the paper bag. You know? I don't know whose daughter that was. <laughs> <laughs> shit, shoot. Well, she was no leading lady, okay. That's that's
1: basically confirmed. Christopher Plummer should have just played all the roles. I bet he could have done it. Really? It's is rad. But yeah, like it's so weird. Like you, when you see actors, like good actors, and like doing their own thing, you're like, how hard can it be? It's just fucking pretending. And then you see them next to a bad actor, and you're like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. Give them a million dollars, and then you realize why they get paid so much. Totally.
2: they make it look easy. It look that's easy. the thing. About any kind of that, like with any kind of skilled profession, you know, make you it look easy. at it, it's like, oh, that's totally easy. They just do that thing, and it's totally easy.
1: I don't feel like I'm skilled at anything. I make everything look very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this was a lot of fun, John. I really, I, 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 I actually enjoyed watching the movie. Like you said, it was good, bad. And then I'm I'm having so much fun talking about
0: it. Now. I mean, and, and that's the thing too. Like there aren't going to be a lot of weeks where we have a first time viewing experience as a group.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's and that's yeah, that's what it's that's what, one of the reasons I you know I really picked it, is that It's so shocking because I like I and I I'm sure you're the same way T. Um, where it's like. When you come across a movie that you've never even heard of, yeah, like cause Cause Margo
1: being, yeah. being
2: like horror and uh, pop culture fans and being everything, you've you feel like you've at least heard of everything, everything even you know? if you haven't
1: seen it, you're aware of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and,
2: and so it's amazing to come across these things, like these movies, like this, where it's like, oh my god, <laughs> how have how did I miss then, you? How did I miss yeah. this? Yes,
0: and if, then if this is the part of that set then uh, maybe it's good I don't know
2: about more of them. And the thing is, too, is then when you watch it, though, you realize
1: why it's not well-known. Yeah, maybe that's
0: why people aren't
2: talking.
1: Christopher Plummer really buried it (laughs) or something. He paid good money
2: for people not to know that it's there. And I did, just by coincidence, I had kind of a Christopher Plummer Mm -hmm. double feature, because I watched Star Crash, (laughs) which is a 1978 Star Wars ripoff that he
1: plays. Oh, poor Christopher and, Plummer. He's such a good actor. He's, he's the Emperor those...
2: of the galaxy, and you know he does a good job in that too. Really, so it's like I love Christopher Plummer. I mean, Knives Out. Like he's still <gasps> yeah. making movies and doing Knives Out, and he's ass. still kicking ass. I mean, mm-hmm. can't criticize Christopher. Basically, That's he's true. I, can, understandable. I he's great. Can't say anything negative nope, about I Christopher Plummer. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah.
1: All right, Clowns at midnight, huh? <laughs> Again, the level of insensitivity towards this young girl who lost her mother only 17 years ago and all the fucking paraphernalia about her mother's murder. What the hell, man? Oh, and and let's
2: also point out that the title of the movie doesn't refer to anything in the movie except for for that one line that we talked about. (laughs) But in terms of the movie itself, it has nothing to do with anything. Nothing. He doesn't show up at midnight. He Does, shows up. No, hour.
1: and are they talking about that fight scene on the rooftop? Because that, do you really want to base your whole movie's title on that really ridiculous scene? Yeah, the, the <laughs> only other way they could
0: have tied it was if she had awoken from that nightmare where she saw the clown outside her window, and it was at midnight. Yeah. So that would be the only other way. But anyways. <laughs> saving the day good job buddy so uh that was the cloud of midnight release in 1998 so looking ahead next week we have holly's pick which is haunt uh released in 2019 uh, by writer director uh, duo scott beck and brian woods uh, so you know so- they wrote a quiet
1: place too you know we were just watching it it's not bad it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah, Haunt was uh, one
0: of the highlights of 2019. I think I had it on my top five that year, so I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, re-watching this uh, ahead of next week's episode. And uh, after that, we got my pick, uh, which I'm sure is going to be an interesting discussion because it's vastly different from everything else we're going to be talking about. Uh, but
1: I'm really excited for... Uh... Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go you good? I was gonna say that I'm really excited about uh our last movie in the month, which is uh Santa Sangre. It's very it's very artsy. It and uh it's uh I watched this movie when I was 19. Okay. It's been a long time ago. And I'm excited to watch it again because I remember when I watched it, I was like, oh my god, this movie is amazing. So I don't know if like maybe watching it, I'm gonna be like, This is a piece of shit. Like <laughs> I'm very excited find out if I'm remembering this accurately, and if I remember correctly, it's really trippy. It's very, like, uh, artistically grotesque. I think it's gonna be good. It's, it would be a
0: good companion piece to my selection, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. But anyways, uh, so again, guys, you've been listening to Handle with Scare. This has been episode number 49. Uh, if you guys are looking to contact the show, of course, best thing to do is to follow us over on social media, primarily uh, on Twitter, at handle Uh We are also on YouTube, at handle pod. If you are looking to contact the show, you can do so via email at HandleWhiscarePod at gmail.com, and of course, you can find all of our episodes, merch, Patreon links, all the good stuff on our website, uh, including our podcast directory, which uh, I did another update to yesterday. So we've got, like, 80 different horror podcasts listed on it at this point, and I still got some more to add onto that. Uh, after we're done here tonight. Uh, but you can find all that at Uh But for now, everyone, enjoy your week. You can listen to Hand of Whizcare. I've been your host, Tumbly Drunk, joined, as always, by my co host John and Holly Hooch. And we'll see you guys back next week.